0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. The middle, score. Big one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, the first trial of the preseason championship, or whatever the fuck it's called, has just finished up. Uh, we've got the Canterbury Bulldogs winning this one. What was the score? 24 points to 12. Don't really care about the score. To be perfectly honest, it was more about performances uh, and individual performances in this game. But the Canterbury Bulldogs winning that one, 24 points to 12. Uh, the Melbourne Storm led at halftime by some form of fucking miracle. Uh, did themselves no favours whatsoever in the first half. Uh, I think they had 37% possession, which is just ridiculous for a Melbourne Storm. Storm outfit, Uh, they managed to score off a scrum play just on halftime to put themselves in front, and then the Canterbury Bulldogs in the second half ran away with it a little bit there, not too much though, two extra tries, I think it was three tries in the second half, sorry, Uh, so yeah, look, a pretty good hit out there for both sides, I think for me, uh, for the Melbourne Storm anyway, as I said, the Melbourne Storm really didn't do themselves any favours, they just got in their own way all night, made way too many errors, gave away too many penalties, just made life very, very difficult for themselves. To be honest with you, considering how much first-grade talent Canterbury had out there, um, considering how impressed I was with so many of their players, uh, for a Melbourne Storm side that had no fucking ball whatsoever, uh, to only concede, what, five tries? Uh, when you have a look at, like, as far as regular first-graders in this side, not too many of them, Um I don't know. Like I wasn't impressed with Melbourne by any means, but you can still see that little bit of grit in this side. Uh, to have, you know, the little amount of ball that they did at halftime and still go up, you know, up at halftime was pretty crazy. Um, that's honestly one of the few positives I can probably find for the Melbourne Storm out of this game. Obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen, he looked very good. Uh, us super coach players, it's definitely concerning uh, that he didn't goal kick, but... <clears throat> Just as a whole, I thought he moved really well. I don't think it will be too long until he is goal-kicking. Hopefully, we get a little bit more word on that as we get a little bit closer to the season. I've got draft day on Saturday, uh, so that's going to be an interesting little talking point there where Ryan Pappenhausen goes on draft day. We've seen that he can run. He's looking okay, uh, but not goal-kicking. That could really throw a spanner in the works there. So, plenty to talk about with Ryan Pappenhausen, but I think the uh, big takeaway from tonight was that he looked good, he was moving well, uh, and he looked to be enjoying his footy once again, smiling and enjoying himself. So plenty of positives there. Played the full 40 minutes of the first half. Didn't come back out in the second, uh, but I think Bellyache had probably seen enough Outside of him, um, look, not a great night for the Melbourne Storm. Let's be completely honest here; Uh, it was a pretty disappointing performance all round, especially with ball in hand. They were pretty disappointing. Um, I thought that Penne had his moments, but he also had some pretty low moments as well. Um, Not really a stack to take out of. I thought Lazarus, the front row forward, I've been talking about a little bit. He was impressive. Uh, But, yeah, not really a heap to take out of that for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I think the Canterbury Bulldogs are probably the talking point. We know that this Melbourne Storm side, we pretty much know how they're going to line up round one anyway. We know that the vast majority of these guys won't be in that side. Uh, So I do think that Canterbury is the big talking point here. So let's get stuck into some of their players coming out of this game. Uh, The first guy I want to touch on is Drew Hutchinson. We said a few weeks ago we caught up with Winston. Uh, We said that we would probably like to see him as our starting halfback for the Canterbury Bulldogs. He got the opportunity tonight. I thought he took it with both hands. I thought he was fantastic. Toby Sexton came on the second half and did look good. There was no doubt about that whatsoever. But I thought the role that Drew played and just where he got the ball, the positions he was putting Blake Taff in – um, I thought he was fantastic, Drew Hutchinson, and I would be locking him in for a round one starting halfback gig. He played both sides of the ruck, which was sensational. Um, you know, if you were to watch that game tonight with no context of what's happened the last few years and said, hey, who's the ball player in this side that has won a comp uh, and that is on a lot of money and is a... Big wicked player, you would have said Drew Hutchinson without a fucking doubt. I thought he was really, really good tonight. I think there was a couple of times where he overcalled or he overplayed Matty Burton a little bit. They will take time to gel, but I think this is part of Matty Burton's game as well that he has got to step up a little bit more. A really common criticism of Matty Burton is that he simply doesn't talk enough on the field. And I thought you could really see when you had a guy like Drew Hutchinson who's very confident in himself, talks, he communicates. I thought that side looked very, very different. So, Hutcho, he would be my halfback come round one. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, obviously, the Canterbury Bulldogs, we've been talking about it all off-season. They are lacking middle forwards. Uh, they are very, very short on middles. I thought a couple of guys really put their hand up tonight uh, as far as middle forwards for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, I thought that, obviously, Sam Hughes, Phil Gould spoke about him in the preseason. Um, I actually watched him the other day at, like in, in some training videos and everything, and I, don't, I didn't actually realize how big he was. Um, I, I was a bit surprised when I actually saw him tonight. He's a lot bigger than what I thought he was, I thought he was. He had some really nice runs. I thought he cut in behind the markers on a few of his runs, gained some really good momentum. There was a couple of times where... He had the opportunity to throw a bit of a risky offload, and he put it away. Uh, I just thought he was really composed. Uh, you know, you know he, obviously, I'm a score to try, which is all good and well. When you're that size, you, you're going to score a couple throughout the year. Uh, but I don't really care about scoring tries. I care about what he does through the middle, and I thought he was really, really strong. So I'm expecting him to be in their round one side. I probably expect him to start. I know he didn't start in this game, uh, but I think he's a, probably a good guy, a good guy to start with. Um, with Maxi King in the front row for games. Um, I did think that Farmer Silly from the Gold Coast, uh, from the Dolphins. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, he, you know, he started off really well. Didn't play massive minutes, but I did think that he looked strong in his first few hit ups. I don't think he'll be a huge minute guy for this Canterbury side, uh, but I'll tell you what, he is better than what I thought they were going to be lining up with. So I think Farmer Silly and I think that Sam Hughes will be in the Canterbury Bulldogs best 17 come round one. Uh, My tip would be that Sam Hughes will be the favourite out of the two of them. I think he will start. I think Farmer Silly will play a little bit of a lesser role. But, um, you know, with the amount of of middle forwards that they're missing in this side, uh, both are going to be very, very important. But good to see some guys. I stand up. Um, I thought the back rower on the right edge, I'm just going to grab his name up. I thought he was very, very good. Uh, played a role in their first try. Really good hit up. Quick play the ball sort of stuff you want. His last name was uh, Kartoga, I believe it is. Apologies if I pronounce that wrong, guys. Uh, But he was very, very good. I was impressed with him. I haven't really seen too much of him. I haven't seen any of him, to be completely honest with you. So, uh, yeah, I thought he was very impressive on the right edge for Canterbury. They've got back rowers obviously falling out of their ass. uh, But he's a very good depth guy to have there. Um, For the forwards, that was, actually, the other guy that I thought was really good was Jamin Salmon. I thought he was tremendous uh, playing in that lock forward role. He's a very talented player, Jamin Salmon. really like this signing. Um, I think that he's just a fantastic guy to have in a squad. He can fit in so many different positions. He obviously came through at Parramatta as a centre or a 5'8". Uh, I think he played a bit of halfback as well, but I think it's pretty evident now uh, that his spot will be somewhere in the forward pack. I think he'll be jersey 17 for the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, week to week. And I think when he comes on and plays a bit of 13, I think he'll be very, very handy. I think he showed tonight that if they were to have an injury in their back row to... Uh, kick out or to Preston, uh, they could move Current out there and then they could play him at 13 and do really well. So a uh, fantastic little spot to be in there. They can maybe use Josh Curran as a little bit more of a middle forward throughout parts of the game and bring Jam and Salmon on at 13. So plenty of positives to take from his game tonight. I thought he was very, very impressive and I think he has slept on by a lot of NRL fans. So I hope plenty of people watched that one tonight um okay so outside of that for the forward pack i thought reed marnie got through a heap of work uh late on the first try which was a nice one there outside of that that's probably all i have to take away from the forward pack let's get stuck into the back line we already mentioned drew hudson i thought he was fantastic he would be my halfback for round one other guys that stood out to me gerald skelton we've been talking about him for quite some time ...with you guys, uh, and he did exactly what we expected him to do tonight. He terrorised the opposition, he made a heap of metres, tackle breaks. He was just an absolute fucking handful, scored a try, he was very good. Uh, I think he had two errors tonight, that's just the one thing he has got to sort out. Uh, I think two of his runs he generated penalties though, so there's so much upside in Jarrell Skelton that's not even funny. He does just need to clean up those couple of errors in his game, because if he gets those out of his game... um, ...there is honestly no reason why he shouldn't be a starter in this side. They're obviously pretty stacked when it comes to the outside backs, uh, but Skelton is definitely... Uh, a first grade outside back in my opinion and I think when he does get an opportunity he'll be very good um, for me you know Greg Marsh is a guy that's really burst on the scene recently I actually think right now Skelton's probably more reliable than what Greg Marcy was three odd years ago when I wanted him to play first grade as well so uh, plenty of potential there I'm sure we'll see him at some point and when he does get an opportunity I think he's going to do bloody well. Uh, the young fella Eli Clark who played right centre for the Canterbury Bulldogs haven't really seen a stack of him before did a couple of really nice Things in this game. He was very impressive. Uh, But Bronson Zeri, he was the star of the show. Uh, I saw a few uh, content creators uh, just before halftime, you know, sort of bagging uh, him a little bit. Sorry, just after halftime in like their halftime recaps and whatnot. And I understand that Bronson's done the wrong thing in the past. I get that, uh, but I feel like some people were judging him tonight, uh, not based off his performances, but based off their thoughts on him or history or whatever. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I literally posted that tweet. Uh, he set up a try five seconds later, scored another one just after that. So, Bronson Zeri, I thought he was fantastic. He, in the first 50 minutes, Ran for 110 metres. Didn't really get a stack of opportunities either. Um, obviously, Matt Burton, he ran the ball quite a bit. But I thought every time Bronson had the ball, he looked strong. I thought he defended well. Um, <clears throat> he really did tick all the boxes that I sort of wanted him to tick tonight. Probably more than I want him to tick, to be honest with you. I think that uh, he's probably not going to be at his best, absolute best, until midway through the season. Because, give you the hot tip, NRL's fucking hard. Uh, but, my God, he looks good in the first hit out tonight. Keen to see how he goes in their trial next week as well. Uh, Not sure if he gets around one spot. It sounds like Stephen Crichton's going to play center, so maybe there'll be too many setters to fit him in, but I would love to see him get a bait somewhere in this team. And if he's not, my God, he's going to do some serious damage in reserve grade. So shout out to Bronson. Uh, Very good gear seeing him back. Blake Wilson put a nice move on the young fella. Keegan Russell-Smith, I felt very sorry for him. Uh, A kid who is very talented, kicked the... Uh, sideline conversion for the Penrith Panthers in the SG ball grand final two years ago. Uh, just got absolutely stood up in that moment. The difference between, you know, not, not, not even like he, he's not even a reserve grader, uh, Keegan Russell-Smith. He's sort of like a Jersey flag sort of guy. So uh, it does get really, really tough when you go up against, you know, first graders, which Blake Wilson is now. I thought he was pretty good in this game. Uh, the fullback, Blake Taff. <clears throat> I said a few weeks ago when I sat down with Winston, I'm not convinced on Blake Taff as a fullback. I think there are better options at the club, like Stephen Crichton. I also think Connor Tracy could be a better option. Um, and I always think Blake Taft, the eye test, he always looks fantastic. He's always putting himself in the right spot. But just his execution, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, and I think we saw that tonight, to be completely honest with you. You saw Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback get one half-decent opportunity, and he absolutely iced it, a perfect cutout ball to his winger. Um, I saw Drew Hutchinson put Blake Taft in really good space, uh, on a number of occasions, and he just doesn't really do that much with it. This is my big concern with Blake Taff. I, I don't think he is the best option for fullback. I think the Blake Taff always looks very impressive, but he just doesn't quite get the results for me. Um, I'd be going in a different direction. I think Connor Tracy would be my round one fullback if it wasn't Stephen Crichton. I understand Canterbury wanting to play Stephen Crichton at fullback. Uh, I get, uh, Sorry, at center. I get that. I understand it. If you're going to do that, I'd have Connor Tracy as my fullback over Blake Taff. Maybe a little bit of a hot take. Uh, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I I don't know how much more his team could have done for him tonight. I don't know how many, uh, how much more ball dominant the Canterbury Bulldogs could have been in the early spots and putting him in the right areas. Uh, and still just didn't tick those boxes, which was my big fear, uh, with Blake Taft coming into this game. Um, those are sort of the starters and my thoughts on all those guys, the guys that came off the bench. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, obviously Sam Hughes, we mentioned him. He was tremendous. Liam Knight had a night to forget. That was a pretty disappointing little hit out from Liam Knight. Uh, had an early mistake, tried to push an offload with his next one, just uncalled for. Pretty disappointing by Liam Knight. I think he would have gone close to uh, playing himself out of a first-grade spot tonight, realistically. I think that definitely uh, Hughes and uh, the other front row forward, Farmer Silly have definitely jumped him on the pecking order. Uh, Toby Sexton came on, had a good little hit out. He was good. Jordan Samrani, uh, the center who came off the bench, I thought he was strong. Uh, but the guide stood out for me, Bailey hayward Um, I posted him about a few times. I posted about him a few times tonight. Oh, fuck I was impressed with him. Um you if you go back and have a look at my halftime uh, thoughts, I, I added a sentence in it that just said, uh, this Hayward, he's got a really good footy IQ, and you could just tell by his first three or four touches in the first half when he jumped in at 13. Just his timing and when to release the ball and his soft hands and just the line that he was running. You could just see that he knew what he was meant to be doing. He's got a high footy IQ. Came into the second half, played a bit of hooker, played a bit of 13. Um, I thought he was fantastic. He really, really impressed me tonight. Uh, I said on my Instagram story, if I was the Dragons, I'd be looking into his contract because to me, he looks more first grade ready than a number of guys that seem to be in first grade every fucking week as ball players. So Bailey Howard, he's one that I, Hayward, I'm i going to be keeping a really close eye on him. I think he's got a serious, serious future. So keep an eye on him. Um, he's sort of flown under the radar. I think he won Jersey Flag Player of the Year or, or something a couple of years ago, someone mentioned. Um, and I, I've watched teams with him in them before, and he's never really stood out to me like that. So not sure if it's just a one-off game, but... From what I could see there and what the eye test said to me, that's you, you don't just have you know the occasional good game and look like that. He looked like uh, he really has a good understanding of the game and, and how to go about it. So really liked him. I was very impressed with his performance. As I said, he's one that I'll be keeping a pretty close eye on. Uh, Joe Joash we've spoken about him for a couple of years, did exactly what we expected him to do in this game. It's great to see uh, what he's done in the junior grades really start to translate into this next step up. I thought he was very impressive. I think there's every chance he could be their starting fullback within two or three years. Um, sort of reminds me a little bit of Roger tuivasa shek the way that he plays, the way that he moves. I'm a big fan of him. So, one to keep an eye on there, Josh Papaliti, As we've told you for a number of uh, years now, he's always been a talent coming through the grades. Um, I thought Jack Toddy did some really nice things when he came on. I love that he, you know, he charged that ball down at the back end. Race to get the ball instead of putting a foot on it he just dove on it that's a very Canterbury sort of play there so that stood out to me I thought Joseph O'Neill had some really nice touches came on with some really really soft hands late in that game Curtis Moran I think uh, McEnnis on commentary mentioned just his fast feet through the middle his leg speed uh, which really stood out to me as well it always has I never really understand why Canterbury don't use Curtis Morin a little bit more, and I was shocked to see him listed at fucking Jersey 28 or something in this game. Uh, that was a bit bizarre. But yeah, that's how I saw that trial game. Canterbury winning that one over Melbourne. Obviously a pretty Canterbury heavy chart, uh, but the reality is Melbourne didn't have many first graders in this game. Melbourne didn't perform very well. Um, and you know, m- these podcasts, maybe they should be 50-50 down the middle. But look, if there's not, you know, if the interest isn't 50-50, why would I do it like that? I think that... All the interest was around Canterbury and their players and whatnot. Um, You know, they're the team that we're probably more interested in at the moment, how they're going to line up for round one. This trial meant more to them, so I think it makes sense to talk about them more. I will say this once again, though, the Melbourne Storm, considering, you know, that they had very little first graders playing, they were awful with the ball in hand, they fucking just handed the ball over consistently. I thought defensively they were actually all right, all things considered. I thought they did pretty well to hang in this game. So uh, positives to take for the Melbourne Storm. But I think, that once again, the big talking point uh, for me is, without a doubt, the Canterbury Bulldogs in this game. I think there's a stack of positives for them to take from this one. A good hit out, a win, where Matt Burton really didn't have to do too much. So that's great to see for the Canterbury Bulldogs. I'm not sure who they play in their trial next week. Uh, but hopefully we get a little bit more of a full-strength Uh, first-grade side going at them to really test them out because they had a lot of ball early and they did struggle to score points despite looking good. They did struggle to score points. So uh, not quite sure how much to take from this trial or whatever. I think individual performances, there's a bit to take from it. I think that the Melbourne Storm depth right now is probably not what it has been over the last 10, 15 years. But, I mean, I don't think that really shocks anyone Uh, But, yeah, that's how I saw this game, guys. Uh, We've got the all-stars that are coming your way tonight or tomorrow night, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, So really, really looking forward to that. We'll have a preview and stuff uh, coming your way today. I'm actually away for the weekend down the south coast. Got draft weekend, which is super exciting for me, my absolute fucking Super Bowl. Uh, So I'll keep you sort of updated on the Instagram story, how all that's traveling and whatnot. But, yeah, really, really exciting weekend for me. Supercoach draft All the trials going on, it is going to be fucking unreal.